Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Real Estate Playbook. It's your best buddy, Paul, here. And you might be asking yourself, this office looks a little bit different. And also, we're working with two cameras today. So a little bit of a change for you. We're actually working out of the uh, St. Pete 54 Realty location today, which is, I got to say, gorgeous. Um, I'm a big fan of downtown St. Petersburg. And so just being down here in this environment, uh, it's good for the brain. It's good for the soul, you know. Uh, speaking of good for the brain and good for the soul, my guest today is none other than uh, one of my favorite people at this brokerage and just in general, Mr. Gio Rodriguez. How are you today, Gio? What's going on, Paul? Doing good. How are you? Good to hear it, my friend. I'm good as well. Um, so Gio and I have done a little bit uh, different video before, probably six or seven months ago for uh, the 54 Realty Agent interview series. So I was trying to think of a guest that I should have on today, and I remember that Gio was really good on camera, so <laughs> I figured you'd be perfect, man. So I'm, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today, and uh, I'm excited about this. No, I'm excited too, and thank you. Thank you for the intro. It's pretty cool. Yeah, dude, no problem. So this one will be a little bit different than uh, the one that you and I did uh, a little while ago, because we're going to talk a little bit more about you and a little bit less about the brokerage itself. Um, <clears throat> and uh, for people that have seen previous episodes, we tend to ask kind of similar questions. I did switch it up a little bit this time just because I feel like I know you a little bit better than some other people that I've worked with on this. Um, but, you know, uh, we can get started, man. Absolutely. So, Let's go for it. Let's do it, dude. So for the people that don't know you like I do, Gio, I think a good way to start would be just by getting into your career in real estate, kind of how you got into it um, and how you got to where you are today, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so as far as how we got started in real estate, um, I started getting an interest uh, for a while. I've been looking at it, kind of contemplating it. And there was an opportunity that came along to do what is called wholesaling, uh, where you find properties that are like in really, really bad shape, trying to get them um, pick them into contract and get an investor involved to buy the house um, from you. So did that um, a couple of times and I started realizing that, hey, if I can do this, then what if I get my license and I can help a ton more people? Because what if they don't want to sell a house and invest? What if they want to put it on the, on the market? Then that's an opportunity that I'm missing. So I decided to go ahead and move forward with it, get my license. We're talking back in uh, 2018 is when I got my license. Uh, went full-time to real estate in um, 2020, June, you know, June 25th to be exact, about 2020. Uh, I went full-time at the office. And um, ever since then, having looked back, you know, that's, and that's where I'm at as of today. So this 2021 has been my, my complete one full year of being in real estate. So, so it's, been a, it's been a journey. It's been a good one. A lot of high lows, a lot of good experiences, a lot of learning opportunity and a lot of a lot of growth and still a lot to go. Absolutely, man. And speaking of growth, I know you and I talked about this on the other video, but you've had a pretty good, pretty good run of it, right? Yeah. I mean, if we go back and analyze that when I got my license in 2018, all the way through when I started full time, um, I didn't sell one deal at all. I had a couple, like I think it was like six of them that all fell through. Um, nothing happened. Nothing really happened until September of 2020. It's when I got my my first deal through a buddy of mine that called me. We used to work together. He asked me, hey, you know, still in real estate and told me that was my very first listing that I got was a townhouse. Uh, and then from there we got five more. And then this year 
if everything goes according to the plan is, you know, if everything closes this month, what I have lined up and including next month, um, it should put me a little bit, a little bit 20, between 21 plus, most likely Ooh. this year. Not too shabby, not too shabby. <laughs> no, not too bad. From zero to 21, hey, I'll um, take it. Also, my lucky number is seven. So anytime I see a number in multiples of seven, that just feels like good luck to me. So there you go. <laughs> Mine too. That's my favorite number. And I was born on the 7th of January. So yeah. Oh, sweet, man. See, I knew I liked you for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, we, I knew we had something in common. But yeah, that, yeah uh, I'm a number seven guy or whatever. Absolutely. So a topic that I wanted to get into a little bit today, Gio, um, something different than we normally talk about is just kind of work-life balance um, in real estate. So I know you're a family man, you got um, a wife and kids. So that brings me to this topic of a work-life balance. Achieving that in real estate is notoriously difficult. And I'm wondering if you have anything that you could speak to, um, maybe some habits you have or some things that you do in your daily life that help you achieve a better work-life balance. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think when you have a family, you, you have to I guess have the conversation at first with the family. In the beginning, you're gonna be you're gonna do whatever you can, right, to to get things moving. So a lot of times you may have to really to get a, a good feel for what you're doing and, and where you want to be at. Um, you have to. Everybody has to understand. Hey, I'm busy. There's gonna be some weekends I may not be available. There's gonna be some stuff that we're gonna miss, and that's and that's totally fine that that's part of the process right i think it takes it takes at least a year for you to start getting that feel as okay now i have a better idea how to balance certain things um i think also the balance has to come as you grow in the business you have to at times when you either meet with the buyers or their uh, or their listing you know the sellers Maybe sometimes you may have to draw a line or so and um and just let them know hey listen i'm available for you you know any time throughout the day. Um, if it's something really important, if it's something that's really serious that we need to deal with right then and there, call me, text me, whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be there. But there's gonna be some days like Sundays or or during this time, I, I'm gonna spend that time with the family. And I'm not saying that you don't work because there's times that it could be a Sunday and family time or it could be late in the evening. And I'm still you know, either sending a, uh, listing agreement or sign, sending an offer or accepting an offer, whatever may be the case, it's still working, but you got to have, you know, you got to find that you got to have that conversation with the family. You got to have it with your clients. And as you, as you grow at some point, you're going to, you can say, um, listen, I'm available for you, but this time I'm going to be with the family. If it's something that we really need to deal with and have, there's no choice, then let's go ahead and deal with it. I don't, I don't mind. If it's something that can work, they can wait till the next day, then uh, let's talk tomorrow. Especially if it's a weekend and it's a title situation, not much that we can do that. Then I can send an email. Sunday is like, hey, I'm going to send an email out and I'll leave a message and I'll, I'll get back to them, you know, when they open up, but it's just having that conversation with the family, making sure everybody's on the same page, but yeah, and it's the same thing with the clients. But in the beginning, I mean, even through your first couple of years of your career, you know, there's some sacrifices that you have to make in, in order to find, um, and, and some things you got to go through and do that in order for you to find that balance. And, and you'll figure it out as you move, because if you don't have, sometimes if you don't have a balance, um, 
you don't want to be mentally exhausted and things you start falling through through the question. You need to at some point um, recharge. Maybe you say, you know, after seven o'clock, I'm just not going to answer the phone. Or again, unless it's something really serious, important, you know, seriously important. Um, but you have to you have to unplug once in a while and recharge. You need because you are quote unquote a business. You need to recharge and you need to you, you need to know and learn where. What are, what are your limits um, as well? And doing that and recharging, it, it just helps you to get back in the game and and, and be fresh and, and and again, come up with a game plan that is gonna suit, it's gonna work for you as you grow and, and find that balance. Everybody's gonna be different. Absolutely. So it sounds like you're saying just, it's a matter of setting boundaries on both sides, both in your business and in your personal life. Um, which I think is important, absolutely. And then I was talking to Brian Kanicki actually recently, and uh, you know he was in law enforcement prior to getting into real estate. And just the nature of law enforcement, I suppose, you're pretty much on call 24-7, which some people might liken to a real estate career. But to him, he was of the belief that in real estate, he has a little bit more freedom, a little bit more flexibility. Um, and do you think that's because in a sense, you are your own boss. Yes, you have a brokerage to report to. Yes, you have clients to report to. But at the end of the day, it's you making the decisions. Do you think that gives you a little bit more flexibility? Yeah, you can. And, and, and yeah, you're your own boss. And that could be good. And that could be bad if you don't know how to balance it. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it could be good because you decide, okay, you know what? I'm doing this now. I'll get to that later. Well, I'll answer that call later. I'll return the call, you know, the text, whatever may be the case. But I mean, you try to answer as much as you can, you know, and try to be there for for your client, for your clients, it could be bad when you say I'm my own boss because also you can kind of start leaning back a little bit more and say, well, I don't have to report to anybody, so I'll get to that later. Or I'll get to that tomorrow, whatever may be the case. And so, yeah, it could be good, it could be bad, but it, again, it, it's you have to prioritize, you know, your calls, your texts, like if I'm getting, because I am my own boss, what happens is you are your own brand, right? You have 54 Realty, which is, you know, backing you up and giving you everything you need, but people are gonna, they're, they're agreeing to list their house or they're agreeing to go see houses because of you more than anything. So yes, I am my own boss and yes, I'm gonna respond to you and yes, I'm gonna answer my phone, I'm gonna answer my text. You're always gonna have communication with me. My clients can never say that they, every time they call or whenever they call, I don't answer or text them back because they will hear from me. Um, but again, if you also take it as I'm my own boss and I do as I please, then that could be a bad thing too because now <laughs> you feel like, well, I'll do it whenever, you know, uh, I'm my, my own boss. I report to me. And, Absolutely. And that's, uh, so it could be good or bad, but yeah, I will have to agree with with Brian. Yeah, it, it's, it's just a matter of, taking responsibility and still, you know, it doesn't take long to just send a quick text and let them know and communicate with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, speaking of routines and just kind of um, managing expectations and managing your time, um, on our last episode, Joe talked to a friend of his um, who's also runs his own team, um, Dustin Oldfather, and they were talking just a little bit about like routines and specifically morning routines and how that can uh, impact your success, not only for your day, but just in general. So I know you're a big on coffee, right, Gio? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. That's part of the routine. <laughs> Actually, before we started recording, G and I were talking. Gio and I were talking about coffee because we have an espresso machine at this office. 
Um, that's not exactly what I wanted to talk about, but uh, it brings me to what I did want to mention, which is, um, you know, morning routines and how that can set the tone of your day and how it can impact your productivity. So you don't have to go too into detail if you don't want, but I was wondering if you could give us just a glimpse into kind of what your mornings look like and how that kind of sets you up for the rest of your day. Yeah. Well, routines, you know, I'm going to be honest, I'm, I'm starting to learn how to get into certain routines that, uh, you know, once you start, like I said, doing this for a while, you start analyzing what works, what doesn't work. And, and I'm starting to realize that I have to have like a specific routine, right? Try to get up, you know, as early as you can. Um, try not to, I try not to really get on the phone or my emails like right away, even though sometimes I get, you know, a text or something from a client. I already am aware of it. Okay, I'm going to return that later. Let me either make breakfast, do coffee, take a little one to, you know, to the bus stop. And the routine that I'm starting to get that will start very soon is for me, I need to, I actually got a planner and I'm starting to write down and blocking my times out because again, I know what has to be done and what needs to be done. Um, but sometimes if you don't have a plan, you know, it's just, you can get distracted. So as far as routine, you know, you get up early, take care of family, um, either listen to something positive or, or read something or and go about your day. One thing that I'm starting to look at and getting into is my routine has to start the night before. Okay, tomorrow I already know what I'm do and I'm you know I know that I have to make certain calls and I know that I have to follow up with certain clients and I know there's a situation that you know has to be handled tomorrow so your routine needs to start the night before for the next day no. uh, so that's that's one way um, I go about it you know I get up early family take a little into the bus stop come back make coffee breakfast yeah I know that by a certain time I have to be in front of my computer not because, again, going back to the I'm my own boss, kind of it's because I quote unquote I am my own boss per se. I still have a responsibility that has to be, you know, that has to be taken care of. So I want to make sure that I'm looking at my calendar. Who am I calling at a certain time? Where do I have to be at a certain time? Um, and it has to become a, a routine that you got to, and I'm not saying things don't come up that may change a little bit of the routine. But for the for the most part, you know, you should have something that you're gonna follow um, every every day, every morning. But that morning has to you have to start it the night before. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I've been reading a little bit more on this lately because I am notoriously not a morning person. You can ask anybody that knows me. Uh, coffee certainly helps, but um, there are I think certain habits that people can fall into into their mornings that can kind of set you back, like. Um, you mentioned, you know, checking your phone right away can be a big downer sometimes. Either you get into the news cycle or, oh, I have this email, there's a bill I have to pay or somebody needs something from me or whatever. And you get into this negative headspace as soon as you wake up. And I think that, like I was saying, sets a, an overall negative tone for your day. So I like what you're saying about setting uh, tasks or a schedule or whatever it might be the day before, just so you're prepared. Um, goes back to like, in high school, I guess, you know, laying your clothes out the night before or whatever, so you know you look sharp, right? <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, so I think that's good advice, Gio, most definitely. And, and I'm sort of relieved to hear you uh, say that you are not one of those people, I guess, that wakes up at like four or five in the morning. You know, you hear those entrepreneur types and no disrespect, you know. No, I've heard people that I get up at 4.30 or 5.30. Listen, you, you have to find out what works for you. 
yeah, I mean, I'm not saying sleeping until 10 or 11 to figure it out, um, but you have to figure out what works for you. And what I might, but what I mean by early, you know, it could be six o'clock, six thirty, maybe seven. You're already up. You're going. You're moving. Um, you know, figure out what what works in the morning for you and stick to that. As long as you become productive throughout the day and you take care of what you have to do, um, you know, if that whatever you feel is best, that's the way you have to go about it. But it's hard sometimes what happens is I hear about people, like you said, they get up at four, 4.30, five o'clock. And it's great. What happens is sometimes we try to schedule our own routine according to somebody else's routine, you know, and you have to pick sometimes what works, what, if you can relate or you can say, hey, this works for me too, then pick that and run with it until you figure out, okay, this is what my routine is gonna be. This is what works good for me. You just gotta make sure that you are, you know, productive. Maybe get the little things you really don't want to do as early as possible. Then you can concentrate on the rest of your day. But I think sometimes we schedule and we work on routines, and I've been guilty of that. According to what worked for a bunch of other people, it doesn't mean that it may work for me. Maybe a couple of things, but not everything. And it's stuff that you learn as you grow and as and as you, you know, as you move along uh, in this business, you know find out what works and stop comparing yourself to a bunch of other people and and again try to follow their routine if it if it is what you want to do and it fits exactly who you are the way you're doing it go for it if it doesn't then you really have to sit down and plan it out and figure it out absolutely i could not agree more sir so um, to segue a little bit here talking about um other people and how they can have an impact on your career and your daily life. Um, I totally agree that it's important to to not completely shadow other people, even if they are successful. However, I can speak just from personal experience. I can say it's um, crucial to have role models, professional or personal or otherwise. So, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so uh, especially tying that into a, us talking about family and how that can impact your career and so on and so forth. Um, has there been one person or perhaps several people that have had a, a significant impact on your career? Oh man, yeah, there's been <laughs> there's been a there's been a few. There's one. Um, he used to be Remax a while for a long time. His name is uh, Ricky Caruth. Um, I'm a phone person, so I can get on the phone and I can call. And he does a lot of that. But his motivation, the way he goes about his day, it's like man you can tell how much he enjoys it and, and how much people, you know, love following his advice and great guy. Um, on the personal level, I would have to say, there's a gentleman in Port St. Lucie, his name is, um, um, man, now I'm going, Joe Rosen, actually. Um, he's a great guy. We never met in person. We always met through Facebook and we talked. And that's one guy that, man, he, his consistency, his way of looking at life and how he, how he looked at his business and everything is is amazing. So he's been one of the few people that I can call, no hesitation, and 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 he can, you know, either answer a question, whatever may be the case. He's always very supportive, very motivating. But other people, I mean, there's always been people here and there that, you know, even in our own office, they have helped me that I can tell, you know, like team leaders like Allison and Chris and Mike Peoples and Joe and Richard is, you know, everything that, that, you know, every, there's a lot of people that have, you know, planted a little seed that has helped me grow a lot. 
Um, but people that I follow, I tend not to follow a ton of people just because everybody may have different information. You don't want to get, you know, info overload. But I would say Ricky, uh, like I said, Ricky Cruz, Joe Rosen, um, and like the people in the office, like I said, Allison, Chris, Mike, and Jordan um, as well. He's been he's been great. Um, Joe, Rich, everybody. This there's just a lot of them that you know in their own little way have helped me, even maybe without knowing without knowing it, that have uh, helped me get to where I'm at today. You know, and I would say I would say them, and you know, and I read. You know, try to read other books. Um, or another one that never met him. I don't think if I ever will meet meet him. But his name is um, Ryan Serhan. He has some really really good books. Um, he's um, he's one they call Million Dollar Listing New York. But he has the show. Or? The show. But he's a real estate agent. But he has um, his channel. His YouTube channel talks is very different. Talks to you about the you know, the real things in, in his books about the real side of real estate, not the show as much, but he's, his advice, his, his um, channel is very good, just like Ricky's. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say those. I think that's great, um, and that you have multiple influences that you draw from, because I think, you know, as we touched on, it, some people could get stuck in this, like, yeah, imitation might be the most sincere form of flattery, but, um, what works for other people might not work for you. So I think even in my personal life, not even being an agent personally, professionally or whatever else, just taking little bits and pieces from people who have influenced me and just kind of creating this amalgamation of, um, you know, what works and, and applying it to my own life. And I, so I think that's great advice, man. And I'm sure after we finish, I'll be like, oh, yeah. Someone's oh, by the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll put it down at the bottom, right? Like, sorry, P.S. Yeah. But even like, um, um, Tim took some time the other day, the new oh, yeah. director sales, and we sat down, we had a good conversation, a good plan. And so little things like that, that, you know, that people taking out of their own time to answer, even if it's two minutes, you know, it, it's, you know, I look up to what they do and I can implement, you know, some of the stuff and, and those who are, you know, like I said, I'm sure after we finish, I'm going <laughs> to... It's all right. They know in their heart of hearts, they probably know. Right. <laughs> so um, I think you and I are kind of on the same wavelength today, Gio, because you again touched on something that I wanted to talk about. So speaking about um, not only books, but uh, specifically the real side of real estate, you know, the real uh, stuff that people don't actually talk about quite often. Um, I brought this up a couple times so far on this podcast, but I really do think it's a great resource. And Carlson, you know, Anne. Um, she has a book. Yeah, she has a book called um, So You Think You Want to Be a Real Estate Agent. And i just given her free plugs over and over again. But check out the book if you haven't. Nice. I'll uh, have to check it out. That yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for letting so the, Yeah, man. So the reason I bring it up is because, um, again, it does touch on that side of real estate that I guess people don't really talk about or are scared to acknowledge. Um, but I think providing that information to people can be helpful, not only for those people who are newer in real estate, but for people who are scared uh, maybe of starting it as a career. So something I wanted to ask you, because I saw something on your Facebook um, of a client who had an airstrip in their backyard. Yes. A video, and maybe I'll, I'll put a clip up of that or something. Pause for clip, right? But 
<laughs> no, but so I was wondering if um, if you had any stories like that of maybe something unexpected or totally off the wall that you've come across that you might want to share, or even if you don't, if you could talk a little bit about that particular client. Um, that client, he he was just looking to you know list his house. He wasn't really too ready for it, but when you show up and there's a airport right behind you in a runway, and <laughs> you're like, well, this is different, you know. And, <laughs> It, you got to have like a specific client for that. It can be a family of four with a little kids and little Timmy decides to go run the runway or the plane is coming. And so it's, it, 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 it had to be a typical film, but it was pretty cool to see and see the plane behind his house. Um, but as far as stories that you don't expect, um, I had a house in Hudson where the agent showed the house the client that wanted to buy the house, he ended up being the client now and buying the house. But it was a uh, situation where you think you know your sellers and you think you know that, okay, this is going to be, okay. Um, and then it's even better when the neighbor gets involved because the neighbor, the neighbor doesn't want you to sell the house and doesn't want the person to move in and always talking bad about the seller and then he will go call the seller and talk bad about the buyer Oof. and the whole deal almost died because of the neighbor just coming in between oh my the God. whole situation we finally got to close on it um and so that was a very stressful um yeah i told myself i'll never allow someone or something to get me this this stressed out because the the buyer would show up to to get estimate or a few things and then the neighbor will call the seller and the seller will call me and then the he would tell the buyer how upset the seller is and how he doesn't like the seller and then it was it, it, it was it was a nightmare it kind of sounds it kind of sounds like a reality show <laughs> yeah so just imagine like two months of that straight um just about two months yeah but i i think what people need to understand that you know the reality of real estate is a lot of people go in because, quote unquote, the money and people go in because they like to look at houses and you have to understand this is not a house um, business. This is a, this is a people's business. This is a person to person and you're going to deal with different personalities. You're going to deal with different situations and you have to be. Sometimes you're the agent, sometimes you're the counselor, sometimes you got to be the firefighter putting the fire out. Um, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and a lot of agents that come into this industry, you knew people that don't understand that it's beyond just taking a lead and making a call. Um, I would say, yeah, you're going to make calls, you're going to take your leads and you're going to run with it and you're going to help clients out. But take that opportunity to learn um, what happens in the middle of the transaction. That's when really everything, even all the way to the end. Um, but it has to go beyond me wanting to go take a look at houses and showing a house or trying to sell a house or it, it, there's a lot that goes into it. This is, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with different personalities. Um, and you have to be willing to sometimes think outside the box and, and how to keep everything glued and everything together um during the whole process um so people have to go with the mindset that it, you're not in real estate for houses you're in real estate for people you know and people are going to buy into you they're not just going to buy into 54 realty they're going to buy you if everything goes good 
you're going to look good to them. If everything goes bad, then they're going to look at you. Um, but also understanding that um, you are the brand pretty much. You are who they're, when they sign that agreement, they're signing it because of you and what you presented to them. But also keep in mind understanding that, yeah, you represent yourself, but also you represent the office as well. So whatever character you bring to that client is like, it could be, you know, if he's like this or she's like this, then I can even imagine how the office is. You know what I mean? So yeah. you, you know, you have to keep that mindset that, you know, uh, you are the brand and that also not everything is going to work out exactly. Like, get, get your plans out of the way. Like, okay, this is going to go like this because nine out of 10 times it doesn't. You may have one deal that God may have mercy in you that month and say, hey, I'll give you a free one where everything's going to go smooth this time around and everything's going to go through just fine. I had one or two of those. But instead of, I, I had to learn really quick, instead of getting stressed, instead of getting, you know, write down what property is it, what the situation is, or whatever, many situations, whatever, one or two, whatever situation you're dealing with, and take a step back and look at it and be like, is it really that big of a deal that I'm stressing over this? And there's an answer to every situation. And if you created the problem, then guess what? You could, you'll be able to create the solution. Also, and if it's out of your control, it's out of your control. You do the best that you can, but always be upfront with your clients, you know, and be upfront with with them from the very beginning. That way, no one can come back and say, "Well, you didn't tell me about this." And you know, it, it's it's a matter of having a mindset that I'm here to. The more problems you can resolve, the better you're going to be at this. You just got to be true, and and. Take it as an opportunity. That's what I had to learn. I had to learn to take this as an opportunity to get better, to grow, to look at things differently, and um, and just got out of the mindset of I'm just here to show houses and collect the check. If you do your job, the money's gonna come. Plain and simple. Never go into a listing thinking how much or the yeah you want to know because you want to budget. You want that's all fine and dandy, but if you go into it just thinking. You know, what am I going to make out of this? Is it worth it? Is it not? That one person can be worth two or three deals later on down the line. And that's what you have to kind of think about it and, and build those relationships as you move along. Even if they don't buy anything from you, you know, still, you know, build a relationship because they may know somebody else. So. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right, my friend. And um, dude, I feel like we should do this every week because you just keep bringing me to my next... <laughs> my next question you know what i'm saying let me know i don't charge much <laughs> so um on that note just talking about attitudes and and good habits um and things like that um just with my experience of working with you on a professional level and just from knowing you a little bit um you seem to be just a pretty positive guy would you happen to agree with that yeah yeah, yeah. I, I try to stay <laughs> as positive as i can sometimes i might slip a little bit when things look kind of dark or bad like what am I going to do and um yeah my, my wife will tell you once in a while I, I get kind of like shaky because of certain things right. like what am I gonna, because the thing is that I don't take it as I take the trust that people give you on selling their house and buying a house I take it very personal and because it's a big decision for them so you carry any big decision but also I understand that I'm not the only one carrying this decision I have a whole team behind me that carries this 
with me. Right. That has helped me. So am I always positive? Yeah, I'm trying to be as positive as possible. And it, I'm not saying that I'm not realistic because I am, but I try to, to look at it as like, you know what? It's a solution for it. You know, it's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. And, and yeah, I, I, I have to keep that mindset because it's what's going to keep me afloat and it's, it's what's going to keep me moving and, and you know, because I'm going to project that, you know, positive or not, I'm going to project it and we don't want people to, to receive that. You know what I mean? To kind of read yeah. the negative side of it. And so, but yeah, for the most part, yeah, I'm pretty positive. The reason I ask is because um, do you think uh, you kind of touched on sort of things that help you stay positive, but do you think that's an important strength uh, that just people in your business as realtors should have in general um, is to be positive, even if you don't feel always positive, just to have that mindset. And again, like you said, just um, turning over a new leaf, even if you're not feeling the most positive, just keeping the ball rolling. Do you think that's an important trait to have? Absolutely. You got to stay positive. And what I mean positive also, again, I don't mean that everything is peaches and cream all the time. But I mean positive that even in the midst of the bad situation, you know, like if you started a deal last month and it's supposed to be 45 days and you're going through it, the positive thing is like, this is coming to an end at some point. My job <laughs> is just to figure it out between now and then, and then we're done. And, but, you know, we're done in the sense like the deal closed, whatever, but you, you still right. try to keep a relationship with them. But you, you have to find a way to stay positive. It's a major, it's, it's a big, um, it's a big tool to have. Because like I said, if you stay positive, you start looking at things differently. Again, I'm not saying you're not realistic about where you're at. I mean, if it's bad, it's bad. But you know what? We can get out of this. We can get through this. A lot of people think too that like, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm introvert. I'm bad at being around a lot of people. I don't talk as much unless I I can't know the group or and that's fine. But a lot of people think that you have to be an extrovert to be in this business. And people think that you gotta, you know, you can be as quiet as quiet and, and that could be a tool that you can use too, because people usually that are introvert like myself, I can listen better and I and I observe a lot and I can say, okay, which way can I go from here? stay positive you know which route i can go do i go left do i go right or do i just stand still for a second and let me analyze this in a different in a different way so so yes being positive absolutely it's a big tool you should have and again it's a matter of you know staying positive looking at um you know knowing that you're not by yourself doing this you know there's like i said there's a whole team behind you but if you can keep that mindset, even through the midst of, of everything, it will help you in the long run. So yeah, and it doesn't cost anything to be positive. It's usually- This is true. Usually, right? <laughs> yeah, usually. <laughs> All good points, Gio, and I, I completely agree with you. Um, so I know you got to run here in a minute, so I'm just going to ask you one more question before we uh, wrap up. Um, so we asked this to pretty much everybody, so I'm interested to hear your take on it. If you could speak to a younger version of yourself, let's say 18-year-old Gio, um, and give them a word of advice or just say something to yourself, what would you say or perhaps what would you do differently at that age? I would tell myself, you know what, you, you have all the tools. You have more than enough. You don't have to depend on somebody's opinion or somebody to to um, 
give you the okay or the green light. Like it's okay to take opportunities, okay to take chances. Um, um, I would have told myself that, you know what? Yeah, the future is bright, you know, if, if, if you really come to understand that we all have what we need in us and we we all have our, our gift inside of us that sometimes has to be uncovered my issues back then i think was that i was depending too much on um a lot of people to give me an opinion give me this like hey do you think i should do this and what happens is a lot of people would give you an opinion based on what they would do and you know what they think you should do and because they only know a certain part of you they don't know really who you are so they they just they give you an answer on what they see on the surface and sometimes a lot of a lot of people will tell you what you want to hear to make you feel good and a lot of time wasted um over analyzing overthinking certain things um i i wish i would have chosen you know certain friends better certain um handle certain things differently um but i would have told myself despite of whatever decision i made the future is still bright the future is still good and and is in you to do it and and the tools are there tools are there for you to be who you want to be it's just sometimes you realize it later than sooner um but it's okay because you know what it, it's we're here now and um yeah, I think I would have told myself the the 18 year old self that that you know stay stay positive, stay moving, don't quit, don't stop, you know. And there's going to be delays throughout it, and some delays in some situations I created, you know. But right now, guess what? Every day I have a chance to tell myself that I can, and and that it's okay, you know. It's okay to not do it right sometimes, and it's okay not to feel like it sometimes and 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 if you know it's okay to feel messed up if you didn't know any better but the issue that's not okay is to sit there and overthink it or overanalyze it and i think one of my biggest thing that gets me through is you know i was my, my wife support and my family and friends and all that but uh, i'm a person that um i gotta have faith in in you know, I ask God every day, don't, don't give me, don't resolve every issue for me. Just give me the wisdom to how to handle certain things. And beyond real estate, you know, I tell myself, if I don't impact somebody, then, you know, what's the purpose just really of, of doing this? If, if it's a people business, um, you know, let me at least have some kind of impact on someone. And even if it's a little one. And they can come back and tell you, hey, you really helped me through this, or whatever may be the case. Um, you got to look beyond uh, real estate and you got to look beyond what you told yourself at 18 or what you didn't tell yourself, but still know that the tools are still there. And, and you have to, um, every day you get to discover something new. And, and you can't, you know, if somebody, if somebody else did it and they're successful, you can do it too. You, you just got to find what works for you. But yeah, my 18 year old, I would have said, hey, hang in there because it, everything looks good. Even though it looks different now, everything's going to be okay at the end. So that is 
That was beautiful, Gio. I was moved, sir, first of all. But it did make me think of something a little bit jokey, which is uh, that song, you know, your future's so bright, you got to wear shades. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's great advice, man. And um, I got to say that, you know, it's it's valuable when, when people like yourself kind of open up on such a level because not just for, you know, real estate as a career, but just in people's personal lives, I think, you know, it's important to be open in your communication and be honest about, you know, obstacles that you might face. And it helps people who aren't quite where you are, who are maybe looking to get into a similar career or just, you know, going through something in their personal life to be like, hey, I guess, you know, I'm not the only one who feels this way. And this is something I can overcome if Geo can do it. You know what I mean? And listen, the best way sometimes I look at it is like, man, if I went through this, this, and this, and I got through it, man, I can get through this deal. I can yeah. tell how, you know, because that was real. That was real life. If I can yeah. get through all that, I can get through this. Oh, absolutely. Well, Gio, this has been awesome, dude. I I would love to have you again sometime because I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. But I know you got to run. Yeah, man. Um, this was great again. And um, is there anywhere that we can reach you if the people out there want to buy or sell a home with Gio? Uh, how should they? Absolutely. They can email me at geo, that's G-E-O, at 54realty.com, or you can call me at 813-778-2407. So either way, or call the office, ask for me. Boom. That's right. All right, my friend. Well, again, I, I really appreciate you, and um, I'm sure I'll see you around soon. Absolutely. Well, not if you're in St. Pete. Right. <laughs> Sooner rather than later. How about that? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, Paul. All right, Geo. Take it easy, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, that was Gio Rodriguez. Gio is the man. He always has the best answers for, for things, and I never have to worry about him giving me short answers or anything like that. Um, I think it's really valuable to have somebody like Gio who's willing to be pretty vulnerable about stuff and just uh, dive deep into some of the questions that I ask. Because like I was saying to him earlier, um, to some people uh, who are new to real estate or who are trying to get into it as a career, it might seem like everybody kind of has their, their stuff together. And that's just not always the case. I mean, even if you present like you have your stuff together, you know, there's certainly battles that everybody's facing underneath the surface. So if you're out there and you, you feel like it's an intimidating thing to get into, hopefully Geo's words can be of some reassurance to you. Um, so yeah, that's it for the interview. I uh, would love to have Geo on again. Um, as far as pluggity plugs go, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, at The Real Estate Playbook. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Um, what else is there? Spotify, of course. Uh, be sure to like the show on there and subscribe and whatnot. Um, been working on getting the podcast out on a couple more platforms, so it should be on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. I believe it's up on Google Podcasts now. Um, and if I haven't mentioned it already, I'd like to plug the website, www therealestateplaybook.com um, you can go on there to see the latest episodes keep up with us on social media any other fun stuff that we have we'll throw it up there um, you can also fill out a form if you'd like to be a guest on the show or if you know somebody that would and we'd be happy 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 to have you on um, I think that's it pretty much I uh, just wanted to say how much I like this new office new-ish new to you guys anyway here in St. Pete one of my favorite cities just in general um, you know, I'm probably go grab some lunch at somewhere nice around here after this. Um, and it does feel nice to have my own little like studio atmosphere almost. So maybe I'll be back. Who knows? Um, was fun trying out this two camera situation as well. So hopefully that turns out all right in editing. Uh, if not, thanks for bearing with me. And just one more thing I wanted to say. 
uh, thank you to everyone who's been watching and et cetera so far, listening, subscribing, keeping up with us on social media. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and um, we are excited to bring you some new things, some new guests, new production stuff just like this. Um, and I think that's all. So we'll see you guys next week. And once again, thanks for tuning in.